0: welcome to the official bathtub refinishing podcast powered by bathtub guys refinishing this is where we discuss the refinishing industry interview owners and operators and give tips to customers and entrepreneurs now here's your host daniel montalvo hello everybody we're back we're back johnny dad's getting his microphone yeah (laughs) we were kind of brainstorming stuff on these little pads you're all well, i was trying to we're trying to come up with ideas for the second part because trying to keep it a little structured so we don't go back and forth to what we were just talking about um but this is a separate episode pretty much because we're going to be talking a little bit more in depth about business in general um and uh and stuff like that so i wanted to uh so i have like bullet points and stuff so is there anything special specific about acquiring clients that you would like to know or closing sales stuff like that
1: well it's definitely the close of the sale but specifically let's let's start out with marketing like how what are some of the ways that you found effective for yourself i know that you're a big you have a big social media presence and i noticed and that's how i found you Mm -hmm. that's how i found you so i mean your style is definitely unique it's not the same common They're not bad Don't get me wrong The before and after pictures Some of them are excellent But yours had a little bit different flavor to it And I like that So tell, tell me more about what What encouraged you to do that what, Was it just your thoughts Did you do it on a whim or, Some of it is whim, whim? You know,
0: But I am of the mindset That like I think I should make stuff That I would like to see mm-hmm. um,
1: I think the same way
0: Yeah, because it's just common sense. It's like, uh, you know, they're not going to give a budget to a movie that's only going to feed, like, one guy's fucking, you know, like, personal preference. They make things widely broad and, like, likable for more people. So we're bathtub refinishers, so we can can bore you with some boring before and after pictures of, you know, what was done and stuff, but I feel like people react to things that they like, and I, I feel like... The whole superhero thing started off of a whim. Um, That happened because for a while we were doing different types of posts on social media. Yeah. Uh, Our stuff was always a little different because we we just, why do the same thing everyone else is doing, you know? I know you were big on memes for a while. Yeah, I I, I did the whole freaking meme thing. I got something in my eye. Okay, I'm good. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we did the whole meme thing for a while. And that was fun i i, I like doing it, but it's because I like memes. you gotta keep it fun though, yeah, you can't be dull and boring and stuff like that, so well, let's just r- let's
2: renovating talk about
0: fun. renovating is supposed to be fun you you're supposed to i mean you're getting something better than it was before you're you're renewing things it's supposed to be a good time, you know hundred percent, and there's a lot of stress factors, and I don't want us at the bathtub guys to be a stress point, I want you to feel good and feel like hey like. These guys have a sense of humor, but they also work and they do a good job and stuff like that. So the memes, yeah. the memes started because I just liked memes. So I just started making them. That's as simple as, as it is. And the first one that I found effective was the uh, one of Takashi 69 I remember you telling me about and, that one. And uh, it said, like, can you believe that bathtub guys were glazing starts at 275, which was years ago when we charged 275. Right. And I had a customer call me. He's like, oh, my God, I loved your meme so much. And he's like, literally, I called because of the meme. And he's like, can you guys do like a tub and like counters at my house? And we ended up doing it. Effective and,
1: ROI right there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know what that took? Five seconds of my time. You never know who's looking at what you're doing, which is why I like to broaden the appeal of things that I do. And that was when the Takashi meme was hot. Every, like, every, oh, yeah. even McDonald's was putting out Takashi memes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they were like, oh, did you hear that the nuggets were two for five? Whatever the fuck, you know? Like, <laughs> it's. Like, like, it, it's and so so I started doing that, and then the whole superhero thing came about because I had a customer who was re- renovating her bathroom. She had us do the, the garden tub and a shower, I think. Maybe it was just a garden tub. Regardless, she tagged us in the picture of her remodeled bathroom before and afters that she put on her personal social media. And she had tagged her husband. And I was like, oh, well, I know... You know, I know her, but I haven't seen her husband. So I was just out of curiosity, I peeked and see who the, who the guy was, what he did. And I, Sometimes I just go through the rabbit hole, right? Well, his social media is just full of artwork. And I'm just looking, at am like, well, like thinking to myself, is this something this guy does? I thought it was cool. I start reading his comics and I think they're really, really cool. He doesn't advertise that he does work or anything. So I was just like, well, I'm going to send him a direct message on Instagram. And I asked him, I'm like, hey we're the company that did the tub for your wife um do you think that you could come up with an original comic for us and i told them i want it really campy you know i want it to be like very like on the nose to like old school superhero stuff just to make it widely appealing and kind of a little cheesy you know i think that stuff is fun and it's different yeah (laughs) exactly so uh and he made the he made one, and it was I mean it ex- exceeded my expectations i i would I love it so much that I made those giant posters of it.
1: yeah, I saw those when I walked in,
0: yeah, and I need to find a way to mount them because I want them. actually, I was thinking about putting them in here instead of the hallway because I think it would look cooler
1: it would look nice right there
0: yeah, but they're I mean, it's awesome, like I love them. I wonder if you had enough room right here to put them on them they're just they're too big,
2: yeah, they're kind of.
0: Yeah. Also, I I don't know, cause I use this space for like general stuff. Sometimes I I do, like a different podcast sometimes. Mm. So I don't want it just to be about bathtub stuff. I kind of have the set like kind of general. What mm. I do want to do eventually though, is get like a little bathtub and put it there, uh, just because I think it'd be cool. But, uh, like I have a little bobbleheads and stuff. I just think it's cool. Um. But, yeah, that literally just came off a whim. I was like, well, let me ask him if he'll do something for me. I didn't know the guy was going to get back to me. And he's like, yeah, cool. Sounds like a really cool idea. I'll brainstorm some stuff. Haven't Didn't hear from the guy for like a month. One day he, he just sends me all of them. He's like, here. I'm like, what? That's it? He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, can I pay you? He's like, well, I don't really need you to pay me. And I'm just like, well...
1: man, that's work, man. I'm like,
0: well... He's like, well, I'll accept the tip if you want. And he sent me a PayPal link, I sent him 300 bucks. And he was, like, so fucking enamored by it. Then... So we're on this big superhero thing now. Well, I wasn't so sure that I wanted... Mascot kind of a thing, per se. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But... I just feel like... It's cool, it's fun, and we could always change it around. You know? I feel like right now, the, sup- the, the superhero thing in general is huge. You know, the new Batman movie is doing really crazy. That Spider-Man movie that came out is doing wild. It would be kind of cool if we had like, our own little superhero thing going on. Yeah. Um, and people are really into those movies. I mean, that Spider-Man movie, I don't know if you heard, it. Made like, it's almost at like $2 billion mm. that it made at the box uh-huh. office. That's insane. That's a lot of money. And that's a lot of people going back to watch it twice. So superheroes are in right now, you know Marvel and DC. They, I mean, they, they make money. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess my advertising focus for this year, at least, and maybe continuing it on, is gonna be the bathtub guy. Every year I kind of have themes. That's the kind of way I look at it to and keep it fresh. Yeah, and it's because that's it, what we do. Yeah, exactly. And we refresh. I <laughs> ah, like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I it depends on what's in. I started making TikToks around the time TikTok was starting and we have a good following on TikTok of people who are always watching our stuff and liking it. And it's a good opportunity for organic reach without putting in ads because TikTok has a for you page. So anybody who follows home renovation stuff in general, they'll start getting stuff from us in there and their feed. How does that work Um, for you? I've had customers hire us from TikTok. I mean, it it works. And I'm not putting in money on ads in that. It's just organic. Until they decide to charge. Yeah. But, hey, (laughs) fuck it. But right now, I mean, it's working good. Yeah. So, I mean, you you got to... Point being, you just got to be present and do stuff, in my opinion, do stuff that you like. Because you want to deal with like-minded people. Do you want to deal with somebody who goes completely against your business values, your personal values, and is completely the polar opposite of you?
1: No, definitely not. No. That's where I, I, I will draw the line. I won't do it. I'll do it in, I'll do it in a very kind way. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to make you, the person seem uncomfortable. But no, I definitely want to deal with someone who wants to provide a service yeah. that truly serves. And, and also goods that are truly good. That's what I aim to do, and that's what I'll give every single time. I will not compromise, uh, you know, virtues or anything like that to make a buck. I will exactly. not. You know, so and, I and, stand firmly on that.
0: And, and that's, that's why I don't advertise. I'm, I don't. All right. Like, there's this uh, McDonald's, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, they advertise differently depending on where they are. So, like, local McDonald's here, like, they'll put, like, oh, support the Tampa Bay Rays. But you go to, like, Texas and they're, like, support the, the Astros. And, like, it's, like, it's all just corporate shit just to get the locals to be, like, oh, like, McDonald's, they like what I like. Like, you know, like, like they'll add menu items that are specific to Texas. They'll mm-hmm. add s- stuff that's specific, like, here. I don't know if you know this.
2: Right.
0: There's such a big Hispanic population here in this general area that McDonald's here sells guava and cream cheese, apple pies. Instead of apple is guayaba gu, mm, yeah. and, and, and cream cheese, which is like a it's like a Spanish staple. Like they eat like pieces of the, the guava This is McDonald's. Yes. They sell the pies with guayaba and, and 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 cream cheese here in McDonald's. And they mm. cater to that specific like audience they advertise to that specific audience and it's the, it's about the context of the situation, right? Like, and so, but what I would rather do is create something that has broad appeal Mm -hmm. instead of there's room for that. Right. And we'll get into that. But as far as like my image, I want broad appeal and then advertising to specific people that I know may be interested in what I'm doing. You know what I mean? So.
1: And it's like everyone takes a bath. Everyone yeah. has to bathe. Yes. That's pretty universal.
0: Yeah. I get and, and, and that's hit. why it's most of the ads, like, I, I, I'll have ones that are the little comics. Mm-hmm. I'll have ones where I feature the bathtub guy, but he's not, the, he's not the, the star of the show all the time. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like a little mascot thing, and I think it's fun. It's different. But the star of the show is the tub. I try to make the music kind of have context with what's going on. Mm. So, like, the other day I posted the one. It was uh, the Three Doors Down song, Superman, or whatever. And But it was funny because it had, like, the little bathtub guy in there. With, like, the superhero pose and yeah. shit.
1: What was cool about it was that was, like, you're, that was specifically drawn up for you. That's what was cool about it. It yeah. wasn't just some clip art or something like that. That was specific for you. I mean, that's a, that, that guy, uh, he does excellent work. He's working uh, on was, another one for me. I, oh, yeah?
0: Yeah. And he, well, he I, I asked him. And he did it. I mean, he did this with almost no time. Three weeks before Christmas. I'm like, I really want a Christmas special, like comic book thing. He's like, well, I have time off right now, so I could do it. I sent him 500 for that one because nice. he did it in three weeks. Nice. And just he he turned it in like the week before Christmas kind of a thing. So
1: I've seen some of that guy's art. He does a good job. It's awesome. Yeah, it's good. He He's really good.
0: And the Christmas one he did is awesome. And then so I have him working on another one. I'm not going to share it. Cause it's, it's, it's a big one. It's, it's going to be really sneak good. sneak peek. I told them it's going to be like five pages. I, I told them like, I'm going to pay you good for it, but there's very specific things I want in there. Yeah. And it's going to, it's going to be good. I'll give you, I'll give you a hint. It's about, uh, it's about commercial stuff like hotels, what? but yeah, yeah but it's, it's, it's a comic and it's going to have the, you know, the cheesiness of the other one. It's going to be good. <laughs> um, But yeah, marketing in general should just be stuff that you like stuff that you think other people would like and and you know if you can't think of stuff ask other people or look at what people are watching what they're responding to um you know or just you know go on instagram go to discover look up contractors and see which ones are getting a lot of likes which ones are getting a lot of views and what they're posting and and kind of just try to recreate that utilize tags if you're on social media instagram and uh, tiktok are really big on tags is when you tag something like let's say you tag home renovation if somebody searches home renovation that's how the engine the search engine knows to feed that to you because it's in the tags if you just post a video with no context and no tags it's not it's never going to get fed to anybody yeah true
1: you have more reach that way
0: yeah and so um you know that's one way of doing it now uh that's for like marketing and brand building. You know, you want to come up with something that's, whether it be your logo, if you want to, it, you know. I'm also partial face of the company kind of guy. I make little clips where I, it's me. Mm-hmm. But I also, I also have, you know, the, the comic. And I, I think having a face to a business is very important because mm-hmm. it gives people comfort knowing that they're talking to a real person.
1: Which is big nowadays. Yeah. It's big. It's huge.
0: When I get a call from a, a customer who saw us on Instagram and like, oh, you're Daniel. I saw your video. Like, it makes them feel like, okay, like this is a real person who's actually doing this. And I'm not just talking to some faceless corporation, you know?
1: Or you're not getting a call center. Yeah. That's another. going to put you on hold forever.
0: Yeah. And, oh, oh, did you say you want a commercial? Oh, I'll transfer you. And you're waiting and waiting and waiting. <sighs> And then, oh, well, uh, I can give you information on commercial, but you have to go to commercial sales to get the real guy. And then you're just like,
1: fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you've, you've been on hold for a few minutes and the music is boring or yeah. no music at all and just some strange beep in the, in the background.
0: Yeah, or they you, you, you start playing songs from the 80s. I like, it. like synth, synth I like 80s, though. So. Me too, but like... I don't want to hear "Careless Whisper" on the phone, man. I'll listen to it. I'll jam it. It's cool. All right. <laughs> but but yeah, uh, the 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 main point of all of this is just you know, as far as marketing and brand building. Just don't take yourself too serious. There's there's enough of
1: that. Just have have fun with it and do things that you think other people would like because yeah. they may they might they might
0: go to smaller contractor pages and look at all of the self seriousness that you see. Like we're the experts and we're the best. Everybody we, says that we provide the highest quality. Everybody's using the top products. You, you, yeah. Well, but exactly. So it's like, you expect me to believe that Mr. Fucking 10 followers it has better quality than the guy with a hundred thousand. Like even if he does, the numbers aren't looking like it's backing that up. So, do you differentiate yourself with the types of posts you do, who, like who you're, you're targeting, try to make it kind of broad, but also do stuff that you like because like-minded people are usually people that you'll have some sort of repertoire with, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 one of the things that we were talking about earlier was uh, off-camera, now we're talking about it on-camera, risk. Yeah. Like that's, that's part of risk, taking a risk. On, you know, you didn't know how well it was going to do, but you saw the comic. You liked it. It's big right now. It was hey,
0: you used. It It was a risk and people love it now. And I had, you know, what's funny is the other day I was, uh, I was out with, with my fiance mm-hmm. and I get a call from a gentleman and he, I mean, he had no context. Like he didn't know that we were running these ads. Yeah. Word for word. He's like, I feel like bathtub guys just reminds me of a superhero Flying in to make my wife's uh, uh, bathroom dreams come true, and I started laughing. and I'm like, "Have you seen our ads?" That's and, what I was gonna ask. And he's like, "He's like, what? No, no, no! I found you guys online on on, uh, on your website, and I just called the ad. And I'm like, I'm gonna send you some of them. And he, he was like, "Oh my god, that's exactly what I was thinking about." Like, he was like, "This, like, it's even cooler yeah. than I thought." And I'm just yeah. like, "I'm like, that's pretty awesome. You it know? is. That's it pretty is awesome."
1: It is especially when when that's what you wanted to do, that's what you' accomplishing you accomplished it yeah, you know so
0: that's he's a, he and he's a really good guy. we did the job for him already he was yeah, pretty good. it was one of those uh full bathrooms where like the tub and the, the tiles around the entire thing mm-hmm. and uh yeah it, th- that guy was he was really cool um he owns like an olive farm yeah yeah. Call I think his company's called Olive Systems or something what do you, like what that. What do you call that? An olive rancher? Maybe. What do you call it Is don't olives grow on vines? Trees. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Regardless, the olive farmer guy loved it. And he he was a really cool guy. And then, you know, the ads were just it's kind of cool that he could just get bathtub guy. And he's thinking like bathtub guy, a superhero, like that'd be cool. And then it's like, we were already doing it. We're on, we're on top of it, you know, but yeah. it, it was a risk. What if I paid the guy 300 bucks and nobody liked the ad? And then I felt stupid.
1: And what's the nemesis, Mr. Gross, right?
0: Yeah. Mr. Gross. Mr. Gross That's is one nemesis. of them. I think he's coming up with another villain for me.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's all, th- there's always a battle. Yeah.
0: I <laughs> never know what's going to happen to the bathtub guy, man. He might run into some, some craziness. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah. And then as far as like where to do your ads and this is probably where most people are like tuning in, like, Oh shit. Yeah. Um, Google ads are severely underrated and underpriced. Like, and there was a time where Google ads was super cheap, but it's still where the return on investment is just too dumb to pass up. like, you need to be on there. You need to learn how to utilize this. I, you know, I can help you to a certain extent personally, yeah. me, you one-on-one. Yeah. Um, But as far as like people out there, they need to mm. know, like, you need to watch YouTube tutorials. You need to actually learn how to do this. And you need to risk, like we were talking about trial and error. You need to make sure that you're invested in this because you are going to lose some money trying to tweak and figure it out. You're not going to run an ad campaign that you've never touched or ran before the first time flawlessly. Right. You need to go in there. You need to put all the keywords you could think about that relate to your business. Go out, put an ad, put enough money on it that you get enough people to react to it so that you could see where the weak points are. You go in the back end of Google ads, it'll tell you that's to be finishing your ad came up 50 times yesterday. Uh, For tub refinishing, it only came up three. Well, do you want to bid as highly on something that's not giving you return? Probably not. So maybe instead of tub refinishing, you target tub reglazing. Maybe the next day that one does better. Mm -hmm. But you're testing out in bulk. You're testing out 10, 15 words, and you got to keep checking. And if something doesn't get any reaction for a good 30 days, delete it. Stop. Stop. Because if it's not coming out, then Google will start trying to reach to try to get that word to transfer to you so they could charge you. And it's because you're telling them that it, they, you know, that this is relevant to you. Yeah. So it's not that they're doing it because they want it like just because they want to charge you, but they're doing it because you're telling them, "I want to come out for this word." If you accidentally type "floor refinishing" and you don't refinish floors, Google's going to think, "You want to come out for floor refinishing." And they're gonna try to. They, they might go over the cost of the cost per click that you set, because they want to get you that word. Like they want to get that for
1: you. So you're saying be as specific as possible. Yes. Yet still broad enough to
2: pull in yes. what you
0: need. Yes. So Google does three different types of search. There's uh, exact search. There's uh, like relevant search. So like. Uh-huh. You know, if someone's, if you're, you have bathtub refinishing as exact search. If someone puts refinish bathtub, Mm -hmm. it'll come out. If you put like relative search, right? And then there's one that's like broad. So you put bathtub refinishing, but if somebody's looking up floor refinishing, it might come up just because it says refinishing. Do you want that? Probably not.
1: You wouldn't want it if you're specifically only doing that.
0: Also, pro tip, do not run ads with your name on them. Don't target bathtub guys if your name is bathtub guys. Because, well, up to a certain point in the beginning, maybe, but once your website is properly indexed by Google and the search, you should come out organically for the name of your business. Yeah. And if you're paying for ads, <coughs> then all you're doing is paying for no reason. Mm-hmm. Because if somebody types in bathtubguys.com, they go to our website. If they Google it, we're the first ones and the only ones that come up like right away. So in the beginning, I know that your site's not completely indexed yet. because it doesn't have enough pages, you might want to run ads right. for the, the website. But eventually, once you can search up Enzo Refinishing and it comes up, mm-hmm. don't pay for ads.
1: Yeah, it's in the process of being uh, built up right now. I mean, yeah. it's, you can search it, but you have to directly go to there. Yes. You know, so no, right now it's not Googleable, so to speak. Yeah. You know, it's not going to pop up.
0: And then in your advertising, something that I would recommend is, is if you have a baseline price, advertise it. Yeah. Or Wait, some- the
1: price will be on there. Yeah. I- I'm going to put it on there because, you know, why am I going to hide my price? I mean, if you ask somebody, you're going to tell them anyways. So why would you want to hide it?
0: Exactly. And it gives you a leg up on competition because competitors tend to hide their prices for some reason or other refinishers. I I don't really see them as competitors. I just see everybody as like, we're just trying to do the same thing, guys. We're all trying to refinish tubs. It's just, you know, you you, you get into that mindset where everyone's a competitor. They're not not really competition. Like, they're just other people who do the same thing. Uh, That's all. Yeah, so, but other people who do refinishing around here tend not to put their prices out there. And sometimes people just want to know about how much it's going to cost and if you give them an idea of how much it's going to cost, well, then they're just going to call you because you're the only one that had a price advertised on your website or on your ad or anything. Mm-hmm. And if and and you just make it clear that it's a baseline price or a starting <laughs> price or a from this price or, you know, like that's it. That's all you got to do. You don't have to. Uh, Excuse you know, me, I
1: get that dry throat.
0: You're fine. You don't have to. Uh, you know, you don't have to go crazy, and like just hide everything and then. People get surprised by your price and think it's going to be less. Or people start try, trying to nickel and dime you. And I still, I got one of those this morning. Someone trying to nickel and dime me. I got one yesterday. <clears throat> I heard that one, yeah. Yeah. It was
1: but, kind of ridiculous, actually.
0: Yeah, well, she wanted us to do a tub enclosure, which is the tub in the walls for 400 when our ad is 475 for a standard tub. You'll get some of those sometimes. But you know what? You weed out a lot of them when you advertise price because if you advertise price they know at the very least I'm I'm spending 475 right which is what we're charging at this moment mm-hmm. that might change we're still in the trial phase so that might change but they know at the very least that that's what that's what I'm at I'm least you're do. honest about that
1: oh yeah most people won't be they're like no that's it that's the way it is but no you got to be negotiable yeah you got to be negotiable i'm not saying like you know chop your prices in half i'm not saying that don't don't do that because stuff is getting more expensive a little bit. Um, either way you go, choose refinishing, surfacing, glazing, whatever you want to call it, you're still winning.
0: Yeah. I and, mean, and so, like, you know, she tried to lowball a little bit, and, but we, we get people all the time yeah. who just look at the price, and they're like, well, I saw your ad for 475 Can I get a quote? Send a picture. It's usually 475 It needs to be stripped. Between 550 and 600 is where I'm, where yeah. I'm charging. I showed you that one. Yes. Uh, that should be a pretty good job there. But um, again, we're still, we're, still, we're still trying it. But like we were talking about the other day, um, we are talking about how you go about raising prices. Mm-hmm. I think this is very important for people to, to know because I told you our way of doing it. I'm going mm-hmm. to share right now. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Um, so I think that if you're going to raise prices and if you're concerned about people not, like, not responding to your price change... I think what you should do is set up what I call a buffer so you set up about two weeks is what I recommend of work and just pile it on wheel and deal just to get the days in right you know if you can charge full price take it if somebody wants 5 10 15 bucks off do it just get the job on the books right and you got your morning and your afternoon appointments booked solid for two weeks and what that does is that it gives you a solid two weeks where you can test out new pricing for the third and fourth week um, and then that way you have all this buffer time. You see it's not working out how you think. Start high and then lower. Don't incrementally up your prices by ten, fifteen, or twenty bucks. There's no point because what if you raise it to four seventy five and everyone's responding and you're getting a lot of sales? well then what you know you would have something been like, to think about yeah, you would have what if you would have just gone to 400? You would have think, oh, this 400 is it. I'm not going to go any higher because I don't want to risk it. You would have never known that people would have been equally as responsive at 475. Or maybe a little bit less, but you're making more money on every job, so what the hell do you care?
1: And just to prove your point, 225, I think, was the, the price of a standard about to years ago. Yeah, about And it that. hasn't really raised much. Yes, it has. Now there's better there's better product on the market now, uh, you know sprayers have gotten better, yep. machines have gotten better, you know technicians overall the industry has gotten better, yeah, and we need to start charging accordingly.
0: And we need to differentiate ourselves from the trash. If you do a good job and you do an honest job, charge accordingly. Four seventy five to some of the people who spray tubs are like, I could never charge that. Nobody would ever pay that here. Well, you know what? I've been told that. Well, we, we, exactly. But you know what? There, people pay for reputation. People pay for people who do a good job. It's just about how you market yourself. And when people hit you with the, well, that's too expensive. Well, you just can't afford it. It's not as it's too expensive. Like, you know, it, it's just that this is like, you're not a fly-by-nighter, Dan. No. You're, you're, like, you know your costs and then you price it accordingly. I'm not saying everybody needs to charge that much. But if you do a good job, and you're consistently consistently getting work out there. And you could test a price increase that would overall make you an extra $1,000 a week. Why wouldn't you? Out of fear that you're suddenly, your phone's suddenly going to stop ringing? It's fear. It's fear. But it's that's fear why... And that's
1: you can't make fear-based decisions.
0: That's why I, I very strongly recommend going ahead, putting a two-week buffer... Testing prices for two weeks, and you advertise the price high, yeah. and then you wheel and deal and see where the sweet spots are, and then you slowly start. Okay, well, I filled up the third week, so now maybe it didn't really work at that price. So I'm going to try 450 now. Okay, 450 seems to be working a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm getting consistent jobs here, but people don't want to pay as much for the stripping. So I got to tweak it and adjust it, and just make sure that overall you're making more money.
1: All right. Hey, touch a little bit, touch a little bit on the difference between someone wanting to spend on a certain budget for residential uh-huh. versus someone wanting to spend a budget on commercial. Touch a little bit on that because you got a lot of experience in the commercial realm. So, so, like-
0: so typically with residential, <clears throat> people are a little bit more willing to spend more uh, per unit, kind of a thing, right? So, for a tub, they're a little, they're, they're usually more willing to spend more because they're going to live in it or they're going to sell it or whatever. But most of the time they're mm-hmm. living in, the, in it and want it to last a long time. So sometimes those people are willing to spend more and kind of just take prices at face value a little bit more mm-hmm. commercial. They expect a discount from the jump. Now a discount does not have to be a hundred dollars off a unit. Don't do that. Why would you do that? That's ridiculous. That don't is literally that. ridiculous. Yeah. Don't do that some people a lot of them i would argue do that because they're like well yeah i know i charge 375 but if i charge 275 and i did 5 in a day well i'm making enough money well you're only making enough money up until the point there's a problem
1: well they're only half thinking about that you know they're only half thinking about that they're li- they're looking that's short term gain. yeah but in the long run it's going to it's 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 the difference between having a, a nutritious meal you know which is less food, but it's more nutritious. So it's going to last you longer other than having a big meal filled with no nutrition and you're going to be hungry in the next two hours. Well,
0: here's the question to all those people. What happens when you are banking on, I'm going to make a thousand dollars in profit this week. If I do them at 275 for a week doing three or four a day or whatever, what happens when you got to go back for one? Your margin is no longer a thousand dollars clean. Now it's eight fifty, assuming you're paying a guy an eight-hour day. Yeah. Even if it's half if you a got day, workers. Yeah. Even if it's if it's a half a day thing, and you just got to go repair it, touch it up, or something. You're not making as much money. Yeah. And God forbid, you have to go back and fix a couple of them because you just you know when you're working in volume, there's a bigger chance for things to go wrong. It- Now you're, you're, you're very, very, very close to margin. Do you want to be close to margin? No, you should be making at least 50% gross on everything you do. That's the reason why I don't go out and do little service call shits. I don't do them because I'm not making 50% gross. I'm losing money on those. I will do a courtesy repair for people because I usually tell them, Hey, write, write us a review. I am not shy about saying it. You know why I'm fixing it for free. I should be recognized for that.
1: Well, you should be able to ask for that if you're doing any kind of service from. Yeah, you. you know, not just you know doing it for free, but I mean, hey, you're just asking. Yeah, you're just asking. You're not asking them like, to give hey, you any money. In,
0: in return of me going over there and sp- losing money. Would you write something nice about us on the internet because we are literally willingly losing money to make sure that you have a good experience? That's not uncalled for. It's not crazy. Yeah. No,
1: it's, no, it's not, it's not crazy. Yeah,
0: and that, that's what I typically do. I think all those things are important. Like commercial, they, they come from the aspect of like, because they're used to working in volume. Well, you know, they're, they're calling a distributor and the distributor's telling them, oh, well, if you guys need 100 mattresses, you know, it's going to be this price. But if you buy 150, give you this much. And sometimes they tend to look at labor as something that's, that's tangible that they could just you know that that's that's mass reproducible which it's not skilled labor especially i mean you could have a bunch of guys i could have a thousand people at cabana bay we're probably going to take equally as long as we're taking right now you know why because not all of them know how to spray
1: and it takes time
0: and it takes time to learn how to prep properly how to properly do repairs how to properly spray how to properly mask Having a gigantic crew does not mean you're gonna get the things done faster. You're pay, you pay for experience, you pay for workmanship, you pay for people to do a good job for you. And I think that's lost on a lot of commercial spaces. Um, and then you, you gotta speak their language, like we were talking about in the last uh, one. Yeah. You Gotta speak their language, man. You're talking to a homeowner, speak their fucking language. We're not going to be in your house all this time because it's a one-day process most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. Yeah, Unless they want something done. Unless you want something. Exactly. For a regular tub, let's say, right? One-day process. We're in, we're out. It's covered under warranty for seven years to have bathtub, guys. Some people do five. Some people do 10. Some people do lifetime warranties. Whatever. Whatever it is that you offer, right? And you're speaking their language. People don't want people in their house. They don't want service people in their house. You're going to have your bathroom back. You're going to be able to use it in 24 hours. So yeah, that's what they want. they are speaking their language, man. Yeah. It's going to last you a long time. You're saving thousands on replacement. Yeah,
1: Unless it has to be a two-day process, then that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Or that's their, if that's their standard. If that's, that's your standard, then that's, that's cool.
0: fine. But regardless, you're saving them time because demoing a bathroom is not a two-day process. That's a week, week and a half, maybe two gathering materials
1: dependent on material shortages yeah
0: thousands of dollars and all time you can't get back you might end up having to call one of us anyway because if they're installing tile or or putting you know tools in the tub they can scratch or chip your brand new tub really easily so you know you speak their language and you tell them all these things Mm -hmm. hotels we're gonna get those rooms back in order really fast so you can rent them because that's what they were in. They're like, "Oof, for. yeah, that's their business." They're like, yeah. "Okay, non-slip on the tub included in the price because it is a standard for commercial buildings. They love that. Okay, removal of old caulking, installation new caulking. That's something that we do.
1: It's so weird how they love it when you're really personal with them, yeah. but then they try to remove the human element from it." Yeah. And I think that's I think that's a problem.
0: Of course, they're, they're always going to try to because you got to remember, regardless of who you're talking to there, these are corporations and they they're in the business of making money. If on paper everything is equal, it's like what we talked about the other day when we were eating, right? Mm-hmm. You, sh- you show somebody a Papa John's pizza right next to a Little Caesars pizza who's never had pizza in their whole life. They're going to say it's the same thing. Yeah, they it, would. You have to differentiate yourself you got to make them look at the little details you got to make them look at the pizza and be like the crust is a little different on that one Now, at second glance that one looks a little bit more fresh well well how does it actually taste then and it's up at, to
1: us to show them we to gotta, tell them yes to educate them and it's not we're, it's not, we're not saying anything yeah. like oh you don't know nothing no we're
0: teaching you you gotta to let them for. know you gotta let them know that you have the answers to their questions before they ask them which is why you speak their language in a house you speak their language in resident and commercial you speak their language yeah. If, if It shows signs of experience. You know that they care about having those rooms turned. Mm-hmm. You know that, hey, the tubs in here, they're not it right now. Yeah. People are going to complain. And how many Universal and Disney tickets are you guys going to have to give away, which is what they do here. I don't know if you know that. When, uh, when they need to move clients mm-hmm. uh, from room to room, a lot of the times they put in complaints because it's a lot of hotel policy that they give free theme park tickets for it. Hmm. Just to maintain them happy.
1: Well, they're living up to their reputation, right? Happiest place on earth. Yeah. But or if it's Disney. You know, I use say universal, right?
0: Yeah. Well, both. Well, how many theme park tickets do you want to, you know, it's going to add for up when you could just, you know, get this thing done professionally because the tub yeah. doesn't look dirty anymore. Like, you know, you speak their language, turn the rooms, do it fast, do a good quality job. It's safe. It's going to save you guys from lawsuits. And people are gonna love the tubs They're gonna think that they look brand new mm-hmm. Or pretty close to it And you know that's a, that's a good sell to a lot of these people And you, you, you do it You do it in a way that's a little bit shiftier Than just going up to them Like I could do this, this and this You, you wanna always first try To see if they're Ask them what their areas of concern are And then yeah. just have the answers yeah. ready
1: What's there, I, I like to use What's your pain Yeah you No. Know? You know what you're paying. What to what? How can we ease it? Exactly. When we solve your problem. We're problem solvers. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. Yep. You problem solve.
0: And then if they don't want to give you an answer, well then you tell them. Well, I know for many hotels this is an issue. Is this an issue for you guys? A lot of times they'll be like, yeah, or yeah. It, sometimes. I mean, you tell them. Well, this is what we do to mitigate that. Mm-hmm. Smells a problem. You guys don't have accessible windows. We have a solution for that. Yeah. That's why the air scrubber situation, that's why we use them.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: you would not believe the amount of hotels and resorts who have not gone through with bathtub refinishing because all these companies don't know how to filter out with no windows.
1: Well, they, they don't
0: look into it. They don't they look don't, into they, it. They
1: don't look into it. They don't look at it, and they don't know how to produce negative airflow.
0: Well, they and don't. you need to know your clientele and know what their needs are going to be before you try to sell to them. You need to know and you need to know to speak their language this is like with like the, do some yeah, research yeah <laughs> with apartments uh, a good way because i know you've gone to some right a good way of selling it to them is like hey you know calculate I'm telling you this because sometimes people hear 300 bucks on 300 dollars. listen calculate from their lowest tiered room their high, highest tier, tiered room, and then their mid-tier room, The mm-hmm. monthly rent's just about, right? Which usually is on their website. Add them all up, divide them by each other, come with an average, right? And then you times that average by 12 months in a year, which is usually the term of the lease for the apartment, and then deduct that from the, tub, the, the price of the tub. And you tell them, out of this much that you guys are making a year on average per unit, this is how much it's costing you for one tub. It's going to be almost nothing. Yeah. And times that by the amount of units that they have, it's even less. I mean, you guys are like you literally break it down. On this one unit, you guys are making 20 grand a year, whatever it is. It's a little wild, but what let's say, right? Is $300 not worth maintaining that 20 grand? Yeah, and then you, and then if you know if they're interested in bulk, okay, twenty five units. This is the average by twenty five. Now you're talking hundred thousand dollars. Is eight thousand dollars not worth it? Ten thousand dollars not worth maintaining your hundred twenty grand. Like, it's it. You sometimes you got to break it down for them like it, that. Yeah,
1: you do. And <clears throat> the ones that w- the ones excuse me, the ones that do. The ones that will listen when you start talking about that i love to talk to those people because then that's when you can actually get into it and break it down the property value at this time for this property is this over time it's going to devalue this don't you want to do things in order to keep it as high as possible and and in you know keep occupancy up you don't want to start having problems you know hotels they just want to keep keep running them out keep renting them out same thing in apartment complexes they wanna keep their tenants. If something goes wrong and it goes bad, then they wanna, they wanna move out and then now what? Now they gotta get someone in it. And I know that it's a concern of theirs. They don't say it openly, but it's a concern to them to get nightmare tenants that just completely destroy places. I've been in units where it's been the, the whole bar area was just completely broken off. You know, uh, candles all melted all on the carpet. Uh, I don't know what that was about. Uh, burn marks, irons left on, on the like the countertops like this. Just weird things. So when we go in there and we we protect it and keep, maintain its value, that's actually what we're doing when we do this. We're finishing. Helping them maintain the highest possible value they can at a valued cost as well.
0: Yeah, and it's 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 just i don't know it it's important to talk to these people like with their context yeah. you know it, it it's like anything yeah you you want to make sure that you're you you basically leave it to like if you do it right you leave it to the point where there's no more questions yeah you have answered everything that they need to know you know yeah that's oh. what
1: that's what you want to do for them basically you want to give them everything that they need to know because that's an issue as well a lot of people don't know what to ask mm-hmm. they don't know what to ask all they know is that does it look clean and shiny mm-hmm. that's all they know well you can get clean and shiny anyway yep this is the best way that i can think of can't speak for anybody else but this is what i believe in can do this is what I've tried before, this is what I've done in the past, and this is what I've found works the best. You know, for my, for my standards. Yeah. Someone else may have different standards, but I want guys that are watching this show to use that. Don't be afraid to go and talk to these people. Don't be afraid to like, you know, touch, touch, on, touch on points. Have key points and go in there and talk to them. Because I do. And sometimes it doesn't work out where they just want the cheapest guy, they can come in and do it under 150 bucks. But the problem is they keep on doing that every unit, every year they keep doing it. It's different in a hotel setting. You know, there's like multiple cleanings going on, but in an apartment complex, why would you do that? So cheap every year. And sometimes they don't even last a year. So what can we
0: do about that? Sorry, I'm having an issue on the field right now. Oh. Uh, ha- yeah, that's why I
1: tried to keep it going. I didn't want there to be any awkward space. But I, I knew you were onto something right now. Yeah, You're working. You're working still right I'm now. I'm still too.
0: working. I'm not trying to be rude or nothing. It's just that, you know, we're, we're what is it, Tuesday? It's the middle of the week, early in the week. And uh, this looks like solvent trap to me. He's uh, one of my guys, Bruno. Having an issue here with some bubbles. See that? Oh yeah. Looks like solvent trap. It looks like the, the he didn't wait to for the flash dry enough. Uh
1: was he doing multiple units at a time?
0: No, he's just doing one. That's why he's concerned. He's like I don't know what I did wrong.
1: You just trace his steps. Maybe I told he him didn't it, last, maybe he didn't wait long enough like you said.
0: It might it looks like solvent trap, it might also be actual little holes in the porcelain that happens sometimes. And it, it it could also be um silicone residue if there was a glass shower door there. Sometimes even if you get off all the residue visually and you put acid it's still not enough. So that might be what it is. Uh, I don't know. He'll figure it out, though. I'm not too worried about that. And if he needs I'm to go glad tomorrow, he told you know. though. yeah, no, he always tells me. Yeah, he usually doesn't have issues really. So, you know, he's asking me if I know what it is, so he can try to fix it. But he has 10-hour cure with him, so he can he can flash dry with the hose. What I was gonna tell him is to try to bondo over the areas, or or use some caulking and just spray over it, because it'll it'll hold in those areas. Mm. But I mean, that's also with the expectation that these people want this thing to be perfect and you know there's there's always little imperfections like that i don't know if they're gonna call back about the little bubble things but who knows but anyway and that's another you know important thing we could talk about is and when you when you're getting clients setting expectations i try to refrain from using words like it's gonna look perfect it's gonna look like brand new it's gonna It's going to look as close to brand new as you can get without costing the brand new price. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, that's what you want to do. You want to word it the best way because you know, people pay attention to what people say and in the service industry, you want to say what you mean and mean what you say. You don't want to just say whatever.
0: Yeah. And and you land the job. Exactly. And one, one really important thing that I want to throw in there is that there is a lot of variables in renovation and construction in general and when you use words like "brand new," it may look brand new to every single person if the tub was in the right conditions. But if the tub is a ball, ball of fucking rust, and it, and and you know, it's to the point where the porcelain and the the steel have lifted up because of the way it's rotting, and like, it's poking outward, and like, you're I mean you're getting the thing usable again pretty much. If you say words like "brand new" or "like new," you're lying. You need to tell people that, you know, in most cases or in most situations if the tub is in the right conditions, it could look like brand new. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, it's by condition by because I had a customer once that she did accounting for the Hyatt in International Drive mm-hmm. and she called us to do a house uh, her house and her tub had a gigantic pit of rust in the in the middle of the of the tub. And we we used fiberglass filler and everything but it wasn't completely flush and we we had told her it's not going to be completely flush she was under the impression that it would drain normally is like if it was a brand new tub she's like well i thought that this was going to look like brand new and i was like no like we're reconstructing the bottom of the tub basically with fiberglass like it's never going to be brand new and you know she got very upset and back and forth and we ended up just refunding her yeah um Because part of the issue was we didn't communicate it effectively enough. And that was our fault. Which is now why when people ask me that question, I'm very careful with my words. What might look brand new to you might not look brand new to me. Some people say that the finish looks like it was painted on. even though it Mm. doesn't. Some people be like, yeah, it looks Hmm. like it's been painted on. When you go to a tub, you can say that about anything.
1: You know, I think when they say that, I think they're looking for like brush strokes or something. You know, but you're not going to have that if you're using, you know, a gun. You're not going to have that.
0: Yeah. I I just don't. I don't understand. Like, like, don't be so vague. Don't over embellish. Be honest. Don't Uh, be deceptive. Exactly. Number one. Number one. Don't be deceptive. Don't be deceptive in your marketing. Don't be deceptive in your work no don't be deceptive to your crew be honest about things yeah you know
1: have I mean. dignity you yeah. know have dignity and it, it, it'll carry you a long way you know yeah. that that's true good good character good virtues have virtues they'll they'll carry you a long way you know
0: and and so yeah it, it, it it's there's just there's just so many ways you can go with these topics but you know, it's all in the realms of good business, good customer service. You want to make sure that you're responsive. That's a big thing. You wouldn't believe how many people answer, uh, don't answer their phones. I mean, we have technology, guys. You know, like use it exactly. You know what differentiates like us from a lot of companies that are around here is that I will literally have customers who tell me, "Well, you're the sixth company I've called." In a row. And you're the only one that answered the phone. At that moment, what does that tell them? I'm the only serious one. I'm the only one that's actually wanting your business. doesn't matter if you're busy. I'm sorry. If you want to run a business, you need to be responsive because this is the age of everything now. And that can get out of hand. It can. But you know what? It can get out of hand. But, like,
1: it's a It's a trend. If she said she called six people and you're the only one. Oh, yeah. So that means they're, they're lacking somewhere.
0: But down. regardless, we are in the age of people want it now. And. Well, that's, it,
1: that, that's uh, setting up for failure because that's uh, an unrealistic expectation, which is going to cause a lot of depression.
0: Yeah, it's unrealistic. and It's not susta- sustainable, but no. right now you got to play the game. Definitely. That's not. my opinion. You got to play the game of people want it now as far as you getting to them you got to be responsive. Look at Amazon. What did Amazon do? They started offering three-day shipping, and they started offering two-day shipping, and they offered next-day shipping on almost everything. Sometimes they do same-day shipping. You know why? Because people want to now. They don't want to wait. And mm-hmm. Amazon even offers you a discount to wait for your packages. Did you know that? It sounds funny, though, in our industry. It's like they, they can't be a
1: master craftsman today, now. They can't.
0: No, of course, but I'm, ta- I'm saying... that's dealing with products and I, something different, exactly. like Amazon, I'm not really too... Well, what, I, what I'm saying is as far as servicing somebody, right? Like, with customer service, apply it to how people apply things in general, right? Like, you wouldn't want to have to ha- have a plumber in your house and call seven companies to get a response.
1: No, you, you wouldn't.
0: In an ideal world, the first person you call would... Answer the fucking phone. Yeah,
1: the, well, they're gonna get it. They can yeah. get, they can get it as quick as possible. But there's a there's a call out. I, you know what? There's I'm I,
0: I'm one of those guys that I call local companies when I need something. You should. Yesterday I called a local company. They didn't answer the phone for our plumbing for the, for the bathroom back there. You know Nobody who answered? Who answered? The national company. Now the national camp- company got my business. You know why? Because none of the local companies answered my calls. Actually then wow, then cool. you then p- some sometimes the local So guys, is that just a local issue? Is that is
2: that a Is It's, that a, a, is
0: that it's a an issue? issue with people in in contracting businesses in general. People so there's people who don't like to pick up the phone. Either they're owner operators and they answer the phone and so they're, they're on the field doing the work and then they miss the call. Well, no, you got to get somebody on the phone.
1: You should you should do the best that to the best of your ability to answer that phone mm-hmm. and get back to them as quickly as possible if you miss the call. If People understand. If you, call
0: back, though. If, if somebody has a missed call or texts you and you don't respond within two hours, you might as well just give it up. Consider it gone. Yeah. and The and window is passed. Same thing. If, if you have uh, website entries on your website, I advertise on the website that we will respond between one and two hours. Yeah. The only caveat is if we're closed, right? I respond. Oh, yeah. They can't expect to do it. I, I respond between one and two hours. Yeah. I don't. Why? They're coming to me. If I give them an answer now, and the next jackass doesn't give them an answer. If it's a Friday and I'm not doing anything, it doesn't matter to me if it's after hours, honestly. The only exception is if like, it's like one in the morning, I'm not answering. But <laughs> if somebody gives me a website entry at seven o'clock and I'm, I'm, I'm watching Netflix and I see that they want anything, a regular tub or anything, I will respond. I will give them a quote. Within five minutes, and the next five, six, seven, eight companies will not respond until next Monday.
1: Well, see, that's the difference between you being number one, who you are, and then having the convenience to have it right there. If you, if if that's what you're, this is what you do. Yeah, you know, like if you're sitting there watching Netflix and you do that, right? If it's like one o'clock in the morning, okay, completely justifiable, right? Who's going to answer that? You know, you're not like twenty four seven service you know no you can't be calling your guys out in the middle of the night well well, unless that's set up
0: all i'm saying is you're not going to call the guys obviously you're not like as far as actually doing the service no obviously there's you have to be reasonable but your responsiveness should be at the top at the fucking pinnacle of what you do as far as advertising because responsiveness sells why do you think that all these giant companies no longer put you on hold with like with like just waiting around with music playing in the background. They have like the automated system that talks to you. Well, it's because they've done research and they know that people lose interest just sitting around waiting. So they try to like they try to get you to talk to some it's a it's a dumb system, but they try to get a responsiveness so that they can get you the right person and still have a buffer between you and and, and the representative. The the important part of it is they're trying to get an answer for you. And, and when, you're, when, when, when somebody's coming to you and saying, I would like information on getting a bathtub refinished. Cool, let's talk. Exactly. That's how it's got to be. It's got to be like if they're right in front of you. Yeah. Because if a customer came right in front of you and was like, hey, I'm interested in doing a tub, you would give them all the information right there. Even if it was 7 o'clock at night, if you're at a bar and someone's like, hey, how much would it be to do a tub?
1: I do that all the time. Yes. When I talk to people and they ask me what I do, I tell them.
0: Why do people, why do people like, be like, well, it's Friday. I'll, I'll answer on Monday. And then they call on Monday. It's like, we already found somebody. You know why? Because you didn't fucking respond. You need to. Responsive, responsiveness is very important. Look, I'm in the middle of a podcast, guys. I own a fucking business. I own a fucking business. I answer the fucking phone. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry. I know it's, it, sometimes you know, some, I, I know we talked about it before, so you're cool with it. What? I'm, I'm, I'm looking on my phone. I'm making sure everything's all set. I'm making sure that there's not, you know, I'm there, there's not anything crazy going on. I'm monitoring my guys, people who are texting me, customers. I literally booked an appointment while I was sitting here. I don't, I'm sorry. I need to bring this up because I, I just feel like this is very important. Okay. You okay. need to be very, very, very responsive. And it's underrated. I'm glad we got to this point. It's underrated. I am to too, be re- because
1: there, there's some things I want to talk about. The hustle culture. That's Well, yeah, it, it's,
0: yeah. it's underrated to be this responsive. You need to be responsive.
1: Yeah, they, they need to do it now. Like, tell them. If you're in the middle of a spray, okay, yeah. You know, you don't want to keep stopping every five minutes. If your phone's going off that much, hey, great. But you know what? If your phone's going off that much, you need somebody, you need to, on somebody the phone. to be on the phones. You know, so you're making enough. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about that, but don't be I'm really big on the don't be busy just to be busy, because if you're busy, you're not being productive necessarily. And if
0: you're and if you're busy enough to where you can't answer the phone, but you can't quite afford somebody, your voicemail should be like, hey, I'm very sorry we missed your call or sorry for the inconvenience that we couldn't get to the phone. Please leave your name and number or text us and we'll get back to you within an hour.
1: The difference in what you said right there was, or text us, yes, and then they'll get back.
0: Because if your voicemail doesn't have anything, I'm sorry, no. but you're gonna lose on a shit ton of business. You will, yes, you will. Our voicemail, I ha- I hired a voice, I hired a voice actor for it. Oh yeah, yeah, it's professional. You want to call it? Call it. Right. You got, you got to call me so I can show people what it sounds like. All right, let's do it. I'm telling you, I'm glad, I'm glad we got to this part of the conversation. And we're always
1: going to get to something good. We just got to keep talking.
0: It's just, to me, man, it, enough people don't value, like, really. I told you,
1: man, they, mac and cheese. That's what they want, instant. Everyone wants and they're instant. not willing to put in the time to get something good out of it. Yeah. They're not.
0: Well, we all want things instant, and we, get, we, we, we think it's an inconvenience when we have to wait for some shit, right? <laughs> but, but we don't treat our businesses the same way. Like, if you're ordering food on Uber Eats and DoorDash and it says it's going to get there in two hours, well, fuck that. I'll just go in person. I'm calling you. All right. All right. uh, I'm going to hang up and leave it on uh, a speaker. Thank you for calling. That's up, guys. We're finishing.
1: The residential and commercial refinishing experts. We're sorry we missed your call. Our normal business hours are Monday through Friday from
2: 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Please leave your name, number, and a brief message. I'm a customer service representative.
0: We'll call you back as soon as possible. Thank you. Okay. So you, you see how, yeah. like, you know, you, you acknowledge the fact that you are who they think that they're calling. Mm-hmm. You acknowledge the fact that you're still in business and, you know, you might be calling outside of normal hours. So maybe they didn't know. Uh, it's from 9 to 5 or 8 to 5 or whatever and maybe they're like oh shit it's a saturday no wonder I'm, li- I'm gonna leave a message you tell them you know please leave a brief message whatever and you're going to contact them contact them back now personally at this point knowing what i know about how effective text messages i would probably change that for re- re- relatively soon and add that caveat about sending messages and i recommend you do the same yeah because sometimes people think they're calling a call center they think that they're calling a a lot a hmm and if they know that they can text you, they'll just text. Texting is way more convenient. There's, a, there's a, a record of everything that's said and done. There's a record of pictures of before and afters. I mean, everything's there, and it's just more convenient.
1: It's nice when they do it through the text because you can, you can get to it. They understand that they're not going to get you right then and there, and then they can already get the process started through the text by sending the pictures through the text as well as the brief message of what they were thinking, they want to get done.
0: And and here's another way of thinking at of it, guys. If somebody is texting you, and they're already in the market for a job, and they already know because they clicked on your website. Tub start at four seventy five, and they send you a picture, and you confirm tub is indeed four seventy five, and they invested the time taking that picture. They invested the time interacting with you and texting. What do you think are the odds that they're going to go with somebody else? very 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 low because they're already anticipating to pay that much they already invested time by going and taking that picture and, and texting you back and forth mm-hmm. you answered their questions and what more is there there's not much left
1: they've already completed the process just the service needs to be done
0: That's exactly it. at that point all you need is the commitment mm-hmm. which i recommend everybody send a link for booking and i remember i recommend everybody find a way to put Credit and debit cards on file so that you don't have no-shows. Brass guys Guys has not had a no-show appointment in like two years. You want to know why? Credit and debit cards on file. If you do not show up, I will charge you. And they, they have to stand by it. They try to do a reversal. Square, which is what we use, will mm-hmm. literally dispute it and get the money pulled back to us and show them that they agreed to it. Not only that they agreed to it, but that they themselves booked the appointment on our website and agreed to the terms.
1: That's mm-hmm. how you do it. Oh, well, you're just trying to do good business. You're not just trying to hook them and say, I'm going to get something. No, 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 me. no. Yeah, you're trying but to you, do it the you, best.
0: You do it in a way so, so that it's helping you. Because yeah. what, what it, if you are under the impression all week and you're not putting jobs on Friday because you think you got this monster job on Friday and you're not booking other jobs... You're like, all right, me and my guy, and you tell your guy, hey, I'm gonna be there on Friday. We're gonna do this, this, and this in this house. Mm -hmm. And then Thursday night rolls around, and they're like, hey, we're not gonna do it. Or even worse, you're on the way to the job, and they're like, hey, we decided to do something else. Or hey, we sold the house already. What are you doing? What are you gonna do? You're gonna get pissed.
1: Or you're going to feel like you lost out and you could have been, you could have had other things scheduled. You could
0: have had whatever. Yeah. Well, you lost opportunities to put other business. You lost the money that you invested in that time in that, in that project. You know, you lost a lot and you, you had an appointment booked and you had a person depending on work, which happens to us sometimes they're, you know, they're going to, to help somebody with a, with a, with a bigger job and then it falls through. All these things happen on a regular basis to a lot of companies because they don't have a sales process and they don't have people put a card on file. Nowadays, you got to put a a card on file for everything. And plus, people are so trigger-happy with their cards that people will leave their credit and debit card information on freaking Amazon and never delete it. Like, they just leave it on there. Everybody, nobody, like... There's just so many safety features in place now that if something fraudulent were to happen, they could just call the bank and have it reversed, realistically. So... You make them put a card on file. You save that card. If you want, you could even say, we, we, we don't make them do it. We only put it for no-show protection. But you could, and I've had customers, sometimes I ask them, hey, would you like to add the card for future purchases as well? Sometimes they want to do that. You know why? They don't want the project. they don't want to have to you, do it twice. You automatically bill them. So them the bill, they don't got to type the card in more than once. They're busy people. Maybe they're on a flight that afternoon. And sometimes Bruno, he gets surprised because he's used to a lot of smaller jobs with like customers being kind of on a desk a little bit. Mm. We get a lot of jobs from people who are flipping houses and residentials, but a lot of people who are flipping houses. And sometimes they're on a fucking plane to to New York, and all they want is a picture of the tub on the plane Wi-Fi and charge me. Okay, looks good. Charge me. Mm. And then when they come back in a month, they're like, all right, looks good. Like, that's it like they're not even in the house they give us a lo- a lockbox and we're in and out.
1: Yeah, we just want to make it we want to make it convenient and easy for them. Yep. To get it there. It's not too easy on our part, you know, it's not like I say, not mac and cheese on our part, you know, but for them just to have just to know what you're getting, what the terms are, the conditions are, everything that's going to be done and the process and a show of completion. They're good. Yep. That's what they want. Then so, they do whatever with their property they uh, want.
0: Let me go ahead and check this voicemail he gave me. Because I, I think it might be the customer wanted to pay with card. Give me a second. OK. I can play it. Oh, it's not. It's playing through here.
1: Trip it, I cleaned, I primed, uh, that and everything
0: was there. Uh, I did it, for you know i quoted four times with a tough quote and then when i was taking the paper and i saw those those things happening so. he was talking about the uh, solvent um, trap thing that yeah. i was telling you about i don't know what that is he doesn't know what it is but I the customer accepted as it. well i don't use you know i mean so okay so okay so it wasn't about that it was about the thing we were talking about earlier but he's telling me and explaining to me what it was yeah and he doesn't really know why it happened um customer accepted the job which happens sometimes if you get a customer and the, again setting expectations we don't set the expectation that it's going to be perfect this tub looked like absolute shit when we when he got there and now it looks a thousand times better and uh and good yeah and people people respond to that so you know he 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 it wasn't up to his personal standard and he even asked the customer, hey, do you want me to come back and fix it? And she was like, no, I think it looks good. All right.
1: So what I tell them is I tell them, look, you're going to get something definitely better than it was before. Yep. You're going to get a solid product. It's going to look good. It's gonna, it is going to be good. Um, and I tell them, you're going to have a like new surface. Yep. I don't tell them anything like it's going to be brand new because it's not brand new. If I say that, it's going to be deceptive. No, I'm not going to say that. You're going to have a like new surface. You know, or like new factory finish. I don't even think I've said that before. Uh, I just said like new surface because it is like you're getting a new surface. You actually are getting a new surface. That's what I tell them.
0: I just feel when, when you use the word new too much, people think brand new, you know, unfortunately. They don't think new to them. They don't think renewed. They think, you know, oh, this is brand new when you tell them like, hey, this, like, I, this is how I word it normally. I say, hey, this is a cosmetic service. Mm-hmm. We're not in the business of completely like, you know. Fabricating. Refrabricating the bathtub or re, re, you know, reconstructing the bathtub. We make it look as best as we can under the circumstances. And that way it's clear to them that it's a case by case basis, results may vary. It, and you know, a lot of the time we stop in the middle of jobs this is something that's very hard for newer people because you know, you want to get every job, but if if you're starting the job and it turns into a monstrosity that you weren't anticipating, pull out. Uh, One time I had my, my brother Alice, when he was still on the field, I had him do a job for this woman that we've done jobs for a million times. And her, she calls for her personal home this time. And around the drain, there was a hole about this big, huge. I mean, it was huge.
1: And it's like a whole foot went through the top. Yeah.
0: I mean it, it was dangerous. And he shot foam under it, shot foam under it, shot foam under it. Foam wasn't drying. Like five cans of foam. They weren't drying. So we had to pull him out of the job. There was at that point there's just not much we could do. The moisture was built up too much underneath to where it wasn't drying. She actually appreciated the fact so much that we didn't just go and do some bullshit job that she had somebody come in and irrigate underneath and dry it all out and she shut the water off for a week she stayed in one of her rental properties and then had us come out and fix it again she saw
1: she she saw the value in it yeah she knew that if she got that totally replaced it's gonna cost her thousands yeah
0: and we ended up charging her like 850 for that tub yeah and we don't
1: and we don't just say that number we don't just say that number because oh it sounds great no it's literally gonna cost a person thousands to completely pull it out and get all put in new products
0: yeah and people like people just don't take into account like the value of being an honest person and just telling people when something's just too far gone when something is too far gone you just got to admit it and you know or if if the circumstances aren't right don't go and try to just piece it together because if you do that all you're doing is digging a deeper hole for yourself later like if, if the conditions aren't right, we tell people leave the house between 70 and 74 degrees. Mm-hmm. The house is 80 degrees. I tell my guys to get the fuck out of there. And the reason I do that is because I know that it's going to run. It's going to sag. bondo's going to take forever to dry with the humidity. And anything we do is automatically at a point of where it's borderline compromised. So why would I put us in the position to fail when this is something that's been communicated in the beginning? Yeah. No. We tell them conditions aren't right. And we don't do this we don't do this kind of thing we have a process
1: stick to your process i've i've told customers that it can't be done when they have a leak i'm like you can't i'm not going to do it because it's 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 going to be a ruin finished it's going to be a waste if i do it it's just too much of a leak you know i know some guys you know they do all kinds of things Tape bottles on there put Napkins and everybody has something different, right? I tape a cup up there, you know, put a little kitty litter in there or something or whatever, you know, all kinds of things. No, if it's constant drip, 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 I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it because it's it's gonna ruin it. Yeah. Some way, somehow, it's gonna mess it up. So I'm not gonna look bad, and I don't want them to waste their money either, or us having to get into a situation where I tell them, hey, you gotta pay for the service again. I tell them no drips, no leaks, you know, running water, you know, the window situation, I can work around that, you know, but what else can we do other than be completely honest with them up front?
0: You really can't do much. Honestly, you got to just, you got to just do it the best of your ability. And when, again, like when the conditions aren't right, just pass there, there's no point to just overextend and, Try to. That's like, like, like. For example, we don't, we don't mess with plumbing. We don't mess with plumbing, like, drains, overflows. I don't, I don't have my guys take them off, unless they're completely clean or new. If they're older, screw strips. Next thing you know, here you are paying ten dollars for somebody's overflow. It's Ten dollars less, it's in your pocket. Why would you? There's no point.
1: Well, it's like, you're not a plumber. We're not plumbers. That's a specific trade. You know, like, what, what do they call that thing? Uh, plumber's tool, plumber's bone. Plumber's bone? What do they call it? Yeah, I, no. Like, some people want to, you know, get me to take out the drain, the overflow. No, don't want to do that. This is a process that I really don't necessarily have to do that, you know, unless there's like some, you know, extreme amount of rust around there. And rust is just a completely different, it's a completely different story when that's involved. But all the time, they, they they, do try to talk you into um, the warranty covering the rust. I tell them it's going to come back.
0: Oh, no. I tell them it's coming back for sure. And it's just a matter of when. It's just a matter of when. I, I usually tell people if it's surface rust, you could, you could assume it's going gonna, it's gonna to probably last a little longer than if it was deeply penetrated in there. But there's no way to really stop rust once it starts. And there's so much moisture in that area, in the bathroom in general, that you can't ever really guarantee rust because what if it starts rusting from underneath, but it just happens to be the same area where that was going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well then now you're in a predicament because now you, you, you told them, Hey, rust is under warranty, but it's not the same rust. It's just, it just started rusting in another place and ended up there. That's why you can't. That's the same reason I can't warranty crack repairs because if the surface tension is high in this area or the surface starts to become brittle because fiberglass does that, this crack could turn into this crack, and then they, they break open the repair, and then suddenly you think it was my repair that failed. No, that's not how it happens.
1: Yeah, it it uh, does. I'll
2: do that one. Do the. Uh...
1: He was on his way to another one.
2: Yeah. Um. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I give him the option of going to another job. This is something that it, it's good that we're on the podcast while I'm doing this. If one of my techs is running a little behind and the other one finishes early, I usually will 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 swap them cuz he was going to he was scheduled to go do like a service call repair, which is like a minimum 150 that we charge. Um and it was going to be a simple little thing. Mm-hmm. But I ended up sending him to, to do this other tub instead because my other guy was doing a tub and tile this morning. And it's been taking him a little bit longer than anticipated. So I'd rather have my guy who just took longer go out and do a repair after and not have to do an entire tub with a repair. And he could, you know, he's probably going to be tired because he probably ran into something over there, which is what, you know, normally happens. Normally a tub and tile, he'll do it in four or five hours, but it's taking him a little longer. Well, that
1: shows good management skills because you don't want to – if your guy's run into something and someone else is having an easy day – if they have good, you know, relations, which hopefully all teams have good relations, you know, and someone can, you know, maneuver around, help someone out. That's fine. You know, teamwork.
0: Exactly. And, and I'm just, you know, it's more it's more convenient for him because he's, you know, OK, I'll make a little bit more money on the on the day. Mm. And then my other guy doesn't feel like, oh, my God, I got this other job looming over me. That's going to be this thing that I got to be there. It's just a, a, a you know, it's just a little repair. And this is a job that's so small that I know, and I know the customer, mm-hmm. and you know we did the tub and he damaged it, and I'm charging him a service call fee for the chip that he made, which is about this big, it's huge. Fucking drop something in the tub. But I'm charging him 150, which is really cheap for that. Uh, but I told them it's subject to change, so it's a flexible thing, so if, you know, for whatever reason, Ralph, who's taking long right now, if he finishes like at 4.30 or five and he can't make it there, well, then I tell the guy, hey, we're gonna have to reschedule this. Simple as that. And right now, it's 254, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to text that customer. Right now, we were just talking about mm-hmm. I'm going to let them know that we're probably going to arrive later if that's okay. It just depends on, you know, on getting On oh, where it. Ralph's at. Yeah.
1: In the process, that is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let me go ahead and text them. So yeah, are you liking the podcast so far?
1: Oh, it's good. It's good because there's always good things to talk about and things that hopefully things that we talk about someone else has thought about or not thought about and decide to implement some of these things that we're talking about. You gave me a lot of things to think about, you know.
0: Yeah, I just try to, I'm trying to apply stuff. And you know, I haven't thought enough about, I know I keep bringing it back, but I I really want to emphasize responsiveness is really important man it's really really important um especially in this day and age like i know you come from a a different time like where people were a little bit more like you know willing to wait for greatness and good stuff but the problem is as technology in the world has changed you can get great products and great service and not have to not have to wait it's uh the blessing and a curse.
1: Mm, I kinda of best say that? It's a, uh, they don't know what good is. Mm-hmm. And if they don't know what good is, how do they know what bad is? So they definitely don't know what great is. You know, and it's like, it's kind of sad. Like you said, a blessing and a curse because nobody knows what's any good anymore. Yeah. To the point where they've even lost their own selves. To where they don't know, and they just let some random person just have an opinion, and then, okay, like lemmings going off the cliff.
0: Let's apply that to the tub refinishing industry. People who just go with the first person who answers. Mm -hmm. Well, what if the first person who answers sucks?
1: Well, we all sucked in.
0: Yeah, but what what does it say about the industry where, like... it really is a fair playing field because the difference between you having work today and tomorrow could be the fact that you answered and the big company did it. Yeah. But here's the thing. The big companies know that and that's why they always answer. And that's why when people say, well, it was me and all this bullshit about, oh my God, look at all these giant companies and they're taking over the whole thing. And like, they always got work. It's like, well, if I call you and you don't answer the phone during your operating hours, why are you in business?
1: Well, I see what's wrong with them having work and you don't have work. So then change your strategy. Do something different. Don't give up. The woe is me thing sounds like you're giving up to me. Yeah. Don't do don't do that. I've helped many things come up before. And it wasn't it wasn't anything about I was saying woe is me. There was no backup. I was my own backup. You know like we've talked about before. Like, no so don't tell me it's not done
0: yeah it's just i just i feel like people people have a little bit of a sense of entitlement and they think that people are just going to do everything that they how how they're comfortable you know so
1: so you said like i came from a different time right yeah i did you know i've lived uh i saw this thing i was on social media or something like that it was like people that were born in the 70s have lived through you know Three, four different decades, gone through all types of stuff, seen so many things. We survived outside. We didn't have internet. We didn't have cell phones. You know, we had phone books and, you know, uh, key maps to get around. And you had to give people directions to get somewhere and stuff. So, yeah, we've had to come and accommodate. And that's why we feel a certain way. Uh, A lot of flavor has been lost. Everything is really bland now. Uh, people that think that they think deeply don't even have
0: real thoughts. I, th- I think that's the price of the mass production of everything and like the, the moving on a thousand miles an hour. You can't. Can, can't What's well, a blur?
1: Well, yeah. Well, to a certain extent. So they know nothing. <laughs> Honestly, dude. Seriously. Like you, t- like you said, I come from a different time. I'm yeah. going to call it like it is now. Now this is, this is me actually talking about it now. Like, yeah, come from a different time where well, we actually cared about stuff. People don't you know, care no more, no, no, they don't, and it shows because they take everything like everything is disposable. People, but even, places, cu- even things, customers, look, even look, customers, horrible
0: think, again. The it's sad that it is that way, but it is that way. Yeah. The first person who calls is the first person you're gonna, you're so gonna we need to stand to. up and change it, yeah.
1: Well, you gotta make it. I see it. you do, I see you changing it.
0: I'm trying, I, I'm trying too. I'm That's trying with says. you,
1: exactly. I'm trying with you, and you know what, we are, we are. It sounds like we're like complaining about stuff we're not complaining about stuff we're just because i'm gonna tell you this only for me speaking for me i'm not telling anyone what to see i'm just telling us what to take a look at yep that's all i'm not some major authority or anything like that but i can call stuff what it is real quick you know so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna harp on someone just because they were born on a uh, decade and that they were born in the 90s or the 2000s or whatever you know and they're in this industry they 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 might have some skills that I don't know they might and, have something
0: and i i respect that like my thing is right is that i know that like again people cared people would do things because it was convenient and it was yeah. nice it's like think like like think of the things that used to be like standards that just aren't you know Like, I don't know. I just feel, I feel like, uh, I don't know how to put it. Customer service has been a little lost. And then like, but also on the customer end is just the expectation that everybody could be an Amazon. Everybody could be a Walmart. Everybody could be one of these things. It kind of sets them up to be disappointed when they get screwed over because that that when i'm telling people and i'm telling the the good ones right Mm -hmm. the me's, the use the people around here who do a good job Mm -hmm. i'm telling them be the first one to respond you know why because god forbid the first one to respond is somebody who sucks and then they paint the picture of the perception for the whole industry
1: yeah that's a problem
0: because how many times have you heard somebody say um you'll tell them about a pizza spot you love like oh man Mm -hmm. i went to this i went to that place and and it and it sucked or I went to that place and, like, you know, like, I don't know. It wasn't that great. And it's like, well, maybe the person that day was off didn't do it properly. But that one hiccup just ruined it forever for that person.
1: Yeah, well, that's why you should have proper training. Uh, And you got to find people that actually care about what they do. Like, if they're just there for a paycheck, come on. No. Or even worse, if you're in the hiring position and you do what's called the warm body syndrome. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't care. Oh, we got to do about this. And, oh, my God, the worst managers are the ones that they say on the side that they don't actually give to, you know, what's about the people's situations or anything. Like, okay, go ahead. You know, do that. Continue. But it's, it's not a good thing. Just people are becoming very impersonal. Yeah. And business is very personal because you're, you're, it's, it's two people. It's a transaction. Yeah. It's not, it's not some fictitious person. And, and
0: I feel like that's why people take it more to heart. But it's, it's, it's both their fault and the company's fault. Because if, if somebody calls the highest rated company in their area, mm-hmm. they're not picking up the phone. And then they call somebody who has three stars and they answer. Well, that's your fucking fault as the five-star company. You should have answered because they called you first.
1: Well, if you got a five-star company, I'm probably pretty sure that you have, you've gotten to a point where you can apply your your best thinking and get stuff in place.
0: You'd be surprised. You
1: know, sometimes. I called
0: a 4.9 plumbing company that's local and they didn't answer the phone. I called three times and they Mm. called me back at 4 p.m. asking, oh, how can we help you? I'm like, I already found somebody. Mm. What the, the response was? Oh, okay, thank you. Have a nice day.
1: What else could they say? What else could they say? I mean, you already like, found oh, somebody well, else. You know,
0: sorry for missing the calls. I'm I don't know. It just they treated it like.
1: See whatever they, it was, it was impersonal.
0: They didn't care. Yeah, you should care about every single. Obviously, and it's it's something, it's different. But there's a reason the giant companies screen calls, right? They screen calls to make sure that the jackhole that they're paying out really to answer the phone is actually answering the phone and re- properly representing the company. But as, if you are the only one answering the phone and you're not properly representing your company or accessible to be able to give somebody information about something that they're interested in paying you for, well, then you're just not doing your job properly. Yeah. Like, you need to have that. And if you, again, if you're doing it yourself, you need to have... Write down a text message. Be like, hey, I'm sorry I missed your call. Please... You know, send your inquiry here. Uh, You could you could text me pictures, and we'll give you a quote. And if you prefer to talk, we can set up a time to call. Explain
1: that what you were talking about sounds like a person who cares about it, and a lot of people they don't care. It's a sad reality. It's stuff that we it's the dark things that we don't like to talk about in industry or service and companies overall. People don't like to talk about it because they always want to present the best image you know they you know half the time it's an illusion you know they don't they don't want to they don't want to put it they don't want to put in the work they don't want to take time they say everything sucks anyway why try well, they, they don't care about anything It's all into nihilism they don't don't care there's no reason there's no purpose there's no cause you gotta have a purpose you gotta believe in yourself you gotta believe in your whatever you want to do yeah you know whether you wanna be a teacher or you wanna be some kind of professor, instructor, a craftsman, a woodworker, a, a bathtub refinisher, you know, a cabinet refinisher, whatever you wanna do, you know, just do it, do it. And stop complaining about, oh, you know, said country, they make uh, subpar items. And then you run into the big box store that's made by that same country oh yeah it's ridiculous to me find local i'm real big on local find a guy who is local i understand some people want to do it for the cost reason but Mm -hmm. what are you really doing to the economy right there yeah you know i know a lot of people talk about it well and then really find a local one
0: and also don't do yourself a disservice like do research like for customers and for businesses too you should know people a lot of people just go with the first person and those are just that's that's like low-hanging fruit right you answer the phone you're you know you might be the only person that they want to call because you answer the phone they'll do business with you
1: hey i mean it's it actually does mean something when someone answers the phone
0: well it it displays from the beginning that you have a vested interest in your business and actually getting work yeah And, and and if you care about that then that also signifies that you care about quality and you care about doing the right thing. And, you know, if they call a bunch of companies and nobody answers, then, like, you're the only one that answers. You have such a leg up. It's crazy, which is why you should always answer the phone.
1: Yeah, when you can. Yeah. Yeah, when you can. And if you're just sitting there and some people are like, ah, I'll just go to voicemail just because you want to laugh at some stuff on Instagram or something like this.
0: <laughs> Look at me; I'm getting back to people right now. And you see, like, I'm just... I'm just... You're just doing what you do. I, I have to, though, because no one's going to do it for me, and I'm, I'm still not at the point where I could just have somebody dedicated to the phones. Um, well,
1: keep doing what you're doing, you're going to get there. Oh,
0: yeah, for sure. I know that, but it's just at this current moment I'm not there yet, so i got to work while I'm, while I'm doing other don't, stuff. It's don't lie, you enjoy though. it. Oh, I do, yeah.
1: <laughs> if you didn't enjoy it, you wouldn't have got here. You oh, wouldn't yeah. have made a podcast about it.
0: Look... I love what I do. Like I was telling you the other day, obviously, was not my dream as a child to be doing bathtubs, right? It's not, that's not what I thought I would be doing, but that's not how I look at it, right? I look at it as providing people customer service, mm-hmm. uh, being able to see like beautiful, exciting properties and stuff that's new and like stuff like that. Like, I think it's a really, it, it's, it's a, a, like personally rewarding for me to be able to provide people something of value. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not specific to tubs. Like I don't, I don't, again, I talk about generalities a lot because I feel like what I've learned doing this is applicable to so many different things, right? And that's why I always tell you, like, you know, aside from bathtubs, let's talk in generalities, let's talk about business in general. It's because I talk. I'm trying to talk for anybody who's doing something with their own business, stuff like that. Yeah. That's the part that interests me. That's why I want to talk about it. Yeah. It's
1: because, like one of the things that we said yesterday after I did the demo was, there's more to the world than just this. Yeah, and it's true. So many people don't want to talk about that. Yep. Because they just want to be lo- They want to be left in their little comfort bubble. And don't burst my bubble. Let me live in my butterfly world. Yep. Uh, that's not a if. If my wife watches this, that's not a crack at her because I, <laughs> I always say some stuff like that. But, you know, no, it's not. Don't don't just live in your butterfly world. And it, it's it's not like that.
0: Everything like, it's. There's no black and white. Like, I I I think that it's like what we were talking about off camera. Like th- how they. People were sold the American dream for, like, the millennial generation, right? They were sold, like, oh, you go to college, get a good job, you'll be set. Buy a house at 25, start having kids, retire by 45, 50, you're good. Like, that, that doesn't happen anymore. And, it, and to be honest, did it ever really happen like that? For some people, right?
1: For, for some, it did. It did, and it worked out really well for those. But for the right, ones that didn't, it left a lot of it, debt. Yeah,
0: and then now we have the hustle culture, right? So th- there's <laughs> two, there's two parts of that. There's like the the fake it till you make it kinds, right? The ones that pretend like they own Lamborghinis and Teslas. And then there's the people <laughs> the the like if you go on YouTube, there's the inspirational types that like like I built this business by myself and all this bullshit, and it's like you know there's no humbleness to it or anything, and I just feel like, like actually doing the work is very just undervalued and under talked about. But I feel like people are starting to get conditioned to just expect things, I guess, you know? Yeah. I understand what you're saying. The the whole, the whole entitlement thing. And it makes us cater to those though. Like look at me, like realistically, I write a warranty out and I'm kind of going against the the my own thing when I, when I look back and think about what I'm saying, but you know, enforce your warranty. Well, I kind of have to fucking pedal around a little bit and I can't be as strict on my warranty as I want to because they can destroy me online with reviews and social media. That's an issue. But turning turning it into a positive, right? There's two sides to it. You go, you do it. They write you something. And that, maybe that review is the one that it's another customer to convert.
1: Well, I would say don't worry too much about it. Yes, they can be detrimental to a company, and they can be detrimental to your character, character assassination, sort of. But I wouldn't say don't put too much stock into that. Don't worry too much about it because people can say anything and stuff cannot be true. And you can get them for slander, things like that. But I know that's a, that's a big sack of mess that you don't want to get into. But as long as you're standing on principles, and Mm -hmm. you're doing things, and you're conducting yourself ethically, as ethically as possible, like don't like, Oh, well, I don't care or whatever, you're gonna be fine. As long as you're consistently doing and trying your best, and doing what doing what you know, is innately good, Mm -hmm. to be right, you're gonna be fine. But a lot of people try to cut corners, try to cut costs, try to do things and that's what makes the industry look bad specifically speaking to this industry. Mm-hmm. I do not cut corners, I do not do stuff. I try to be as clean as possible, organized as possible, you know. Like we're speaking right here, we're pretty laxed and we try to have fun with it, you know, because we want it to be fun, we don't want it to be all boring. Yeah. Right? We don't want that. But no, there's issues and things that we have to look at ourselves and find out. Because if we're just trying to impress everybody else and we're trying to be the next influencer, the next company, the next this, well then, there's no originality in that. I love traveling to another city and eating at the local spots. I love that, because there's only things that you can get cert- in, in certain places, in certain areas. I don't really like, uh, don't get me wrong, I'll eat it, but I don't really like going to the same city after city after city, and you see the same chains, the same thing. What happened? There's no originality anymore. Everybody's just a copycat. Yeah. And of who? And of who? That's the thing. It, it, th- that's what gets me. That's why I try to be totally original. I just try to be mean, stand on principles, have my virtues, do my things, right? Conduct, conduct myself properly with people, and hopefully it rubs off on others. So they're not like so they're not just sitting there uh, just doing the bare minimum. Come on. What is the bare minimum? Food, shelter, clothing, you know, the basic necessities of life. But why don't we aspire to anything else? And even worse, I i, I read this one time somewhere in a book. Uh, it was like, uh, what's worse than uh, like having a neighbor or something like that so that you couldn't envy or something. Like, uh, in other words, you, you were in an area where you weren't, you didn't even aspire to your, to your neighbors. Cause there was nothing to aspire to or something like that. Not speaking of like a neighborhood, but just in general, like in other words, everybody was mediocre. So no reason to put forth any more effort than anyone else. I'm not like that. You know, what's funny. What's that?
0: I literally had, had a guy that worked with us who that's what he would preach all the time.
1: Uh, somebody that worked for y'all?
0: Yeah. He would literally say, like, it's nonsense. His name was Chippy. His real name is Chris. His name is... Ch- we call him Chippy. Um, And he would just... He, he would be like, well, why would I push myself harder than everybody else? That was, like, his mentality. It,
1: you see? That's just what I explained. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to do anything else other than that.
0: Well, then, you're setting yourself up for mediocrity. Because... Anybody could just do what everybody else is doing. But you know who doesn't do what everybody else is doing? The people who set those trends. Yeah. The people who set those trends are the people who have busted their fucking ass every day to get to the point where they don't got to do anything. But then everybody wants to run around here pretending like they're music producers, pretending like they're, you know, like everyone likes to pretend like they got some shit, right? But they're not willing to put in the work or the effort. They don't dedicate 100% of their time to that.
1: They, the, the, the reality is that they do have something, but they don't put forth the steps in action well, to get there.
0: Because their mentality is, well, they look at, it's just a dumb way of thinking. Because, the, you know, a lot of these people are like, oh, but like this guy, you know, this, this, this person, they, I mean, they put out an album every year. And it's like, and... A lot of those artists, they put out 17 fucking mixtapes before they drop an album. Yeah. And they were out at malls giving them away for free. They're busting their fucking ass, trying to meet people, trying to connect, going to fucking shows and like actually performing live and trying to get their name out there. And then things started moving in their direction. And it's the same thing with this. I came into this. We didn't have work for weeks. We had people leave who were longtime people, started grinding it out. Going to places, giving cards, giving people snacks and shit, calling around. I call the old clients and be like, hey, how's your, stu- how's your tubs? Okay, we'll go fix that. You know what that did? Made them remember us, made them, like uh, you eat it a little bit. Because yeah, you do. when you call an old client, you always risk. There's a 50% 50, 50 chance that they say, that tub that you guys did for us is peeling. That tub that you guys did for us is discolored. The tub that you guys did for us, there's something wrong with it. You go, you fix it, Well, um, maybe that, that was the little bit of integrity that they needed to see from you to just start calling you regularly and being like, oh, no, these guys are serious.
1: Well, it's because you were, you, you were making your presence known. You weren't just getting the money and running. You weren't hiding. You weren't trying to like, oh, don't make no waves, don't say nothing, don't do that. And that's where people, they ruin themselves. You know, they think of, uh they abuse the free speech, honestly, man. Yeah. They go over there and they think that if I if I rant and rave and raise my if I speak louder than you I'm speaking I must be speaking the truth. That's Mm -hmm. ridiculous. Uh, That's bullshit. That's ridiculous, and they and and they do it all the time. Uh, Like you said, the thing about the music, there there is this argument in the industry about if the person that has the most sales well must be the best. Must be the best uh, musician. Must be the best artist. Must be the best rapper. The best
0: musicians are probably people who haven't released their stuff. It's all about perception. That stuff is about perception. But as far as like people shouldn't be working harder than you, if you actually believe you can make it and you have something, the only thing stopping you is yourself. And that that that's like some, you know, it's old, it's campy, it's cheesy, but it's true. Like all these people that you see out there they didn't just make it just because Yeah. some people, you know, they got fortunate. They had like fridge families and shit like uh-huh. the Kardashians. <laughs> uh, but some people just grinded for it. They, they, they were probably the first ones in their families to have, you know, like over a hundred grand. They're probably the first, mm-hmm. like, like they were the ones that broke out, but they did it because they busted their ass. And people go around and be like, oh, that guy's so lucky. Oh man, it's so lucky. And then, then they say dumb things like, well, oh, all he did was put out that one song, and now he's no. What about all the all the catalog before that that allowed him to make that song that got him big? Like, no, people don't think about that.
1: They call him one-hit wonders, but that one that one hit took, is remembered forever.
0: Took a million it trials is, and errors and risk, like we were talking boot about. Boot
1: off stage probably yeah. a
0: lot. So then come up with something that people would like
1: when they had to actually find a stage to get on then prove themselves to get on that stage just to try it and possibly get booed if not then they skyrocketed or whatever the case may be but now what do they do oh let me just real quickly up download this and upload it get it on iTunes and I have Hmm. a million hits and I'm, I'm rich and I have to do nothing and it's like oh you have to produce another hit and another one and another one And another one that's the name of the game
0: or the people who think oh well they had a one hit wonder and you know that song is not that great and they're like well i could do that and it's like people who think that they could like the people who paint cars and think that this is the same thing, just because it's painting and then it's like well they never actually practice how to properly do this specifically so they're never as great as somebody who's always painted tubs
1: i wonder why they think that that a car painter is greater than this, I mean, yeah, it's a different industry. Similar tools. Um,
0: it's just, it's. I think both.
1: I think both. If you got a bathroom finisher, I think you could paint cars, and I think a car painter could do this.
0: They're, they're, I think it's. I think realistically, it's probably harder for a car painter to do this. Although I don't doubt some of them can, because mm. a lot of car painters have to go back and white sand their jobs and then clear coat them and stuff like that and. Distance isn't really a problem because everything's kind of set up for you. There's a lot of flat panels. There's not a lot of corners.
1: You know what I think it is? I think it is because they talk. Well, and that's they, another and, thing. And they uplift each other.
0: There's other education in the car industry. There's a million podcasts about it. There's a million podcasts about and and, and YouTube channels and stuff. There's not enough of it for this industry. So yeah. this is why doing things like this is very important. So and I'm always willing. I had that I had is. the guy from Bath Art hit me up, and I told him, like, yeah, I'm willing to meet you. I am not. I, I invited him to the podcast last year. And he didn't want to come. I, okay, but now he wants to talk to me about something. I don't know. Uh, but I'm always. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's but good I,
1: that he wants to talk to you.
0: I don't. I don't know what it's about, but I'm willing. I am willing always to talk to people. I will give as much positive information as I can and try to help people out. I want to see the industry do better. I want everybody to succeed so do i and i'm i'm way smaller than you i'm trying to bro what i'm trying to do is legitimize this industry like what you were saying like oh well why is it that they think that they're better well they think that they're better because of perception for one i mean you know people to some extent there's always going to be like oh you you know oh bathtub refinish what the fuck is that but it's like like we're talking about with plumbers everybody knows plumbers make good money man everybody knows it that like, and it's, it's a joke, but like, like the plumbing is like this, you know, demeaning job and shit. But it's not. It's it's a real freaking job that that pays really, really well. And a lot a lot of fucking certified plumbers are multimillionaires, man.
1: That's what I was about to say is there's more blue collar millionaires than there is white collar. I think I may be wrong on that. But I think most of them, like, as, okay, you can't say that, uh, that there's more blue-collars than that. But I know for sure that there is a lot of blue-collar millionaires, for sure. You know, some of them multi-millionaires, and they're blue-collar. And there's nothing wrong with that. And sometimes society, you know, this whole blue-collar, white-collar thing, it's it's it's, it's kind of funny, you know? They just look at it as, labor like we were talking about earlier and that it's not too high but it's like no these guys have to actually be smart I mean I think I think I read somewhere one time where the you judge a society based on how they use water you know the uses of water how, how they use it you know and some societies are better than others you know some nations are better than others on that I
0: don't know It's it's such a weird time we're in, man. But I'm glad I'm glad that there are people who are willing to talk. You, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Now the ju- the guy from Bathart. I'm trying to Is he going to come on the show? I um, hope he does. I hope he does. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, it's and, just it's just we, something cool to do. We have know? similar context. I mean, we're in the same area. I I just I hope he doesn't see it as like me being his competitor because look, I say the same thing. I say it to my guys. I'm like, "You guys want to start your own tributary fishing company? Fine." You guys think you guys could do it? Fine. But I wholeheartedly believe at the end of everything, I am going to be the one that stands out in front of everybody. So I don't think of anybody as competition. Well, you, I, think, I think that I am the best. But hey, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> everybody, We all say that we're the best. We all say that we're the best. And that's why I say that do the things that differentiate you. I see you take a lot of you do a lot of risk, you know, on whatever scale that is, you know, some people have different ideas of risk, but I mean, you're just doing things. Yeah. Like you, like you said, uh, just do what you like, stuff like that. I, I want to put some stuff out there too. I think, ah, some people might think this is kind of weird or some people might like it or some people you might do You literally
0: could not give a fuck about what know. people think. When I told people I was doing a podcast, they're like, for what? To talk about what? Bathtubs. Oh, I guess. Everything's a dumb idea until it's done.
1: There's podcast about everything.
0: Yeah. There's podcast
1: There's podcast about...
0: Oh, there wasn't one about this until I did it.
1: Yeah, there was, there was another... There was uh, one other thing that I had heard. Uh, it was something called... Uh, I don't remember where I found it. It was somewhere on the net. Uh, they called it Refinish Radio or something like that. And... Uh, but, I mean, it wasn't like this. Oh, no, this like, is... Like, th- this, this was the first of its kind.
0: Yeah, and I'm ha- actually having, like, a video version, and... Yeah. I just... I'm tr- like I said, man, I'm trying to legitimize this. You go, and you look up, like, a carpenter, and there's a fucking official, like, podcast with official studios and official videos, and I'm trying to do that with this, man. And I'm just glad that, that you came by and got on the show Jonathan, now uh, with the other gentleman and I'm trying to build something cool, man, cuz this industry is still young. I always say it, it's so young. There's so much potential. Um, there's, there's a lot of a, there's, things. there's a lot
1: of things that we can do. Uh, everybody just has to communicate, talk. Stop being afraid of one another. Reach out to people. I reach out to people all the time. Yeah. I do. All all on Instagram, all, you know, talking to people, you know, I comment on their stuff and, and because I want them to know that, hey, I see your work and I think it's good. You know, I'll like it. I'll comment on it. I do that because, hey, they took time to to do that work. Mm-hmm. Put their quality out. They're just like me. They're trying to eat. They're trying to make money. They're trying to make their lives better. And by working, we can make our lives better. You know, that's what it's supposed to be about. Yeah. It's not just some drudgery that's just you know it's just oh my god i gotta go to work today it's like no it can be fun i've had jobs that i loved jobs that i put blood sweat and tears in and literally went under the life knife for injuries you know so yeah yeah that's what i mean like people might see me and oh this guy just talking okay yeah i just drove halfway across the united states i'm over here to daniel <laughs> who's gonna do that
0: A lot of these people won't. A lot of these people won't even drive an hour. Why not? Intimidation, uh, fear. Fear of what?
1: Failure? No, I I think. say not trying is failure.
0: I think that a lot of people care too much about what people think about what they look like and how they talk. And if somebody finds out that I was on this podcast and, oh, like, like, you know, they, they overthink it. And it's like at the end of the day, you say you want all the business you say you want to build a crew and you want notoriety you want people to know your company name but if you're not willing to pick up the fucking phone and record yourself if you're not willing to come on the only platform that's giving refinishers a chance to talk for a long form and actually talk about issues in the industry if you're not willing to put yourself out there you're never going to get any of that ever
1: No, you won't you won't you got, you got to put it in. There's so many things that you got to do. There's so many things you got to do. And I'm not trying to like beef it up or make it sound, you know, super spectacular or anything like that. But you got to be willing to put in the work. You got to take some risk. You got to do some things. And a lot of the stuff, you're going to benefit from it. You're going to benefit from it. You put it in, you're going to get a return on your investment. You will. You just got to keep doing it and do it well. Don't be, over, don't be egotistical. Don't be an asshole. You know? Don't. Don't. I, I'm, I'm highly against that. Like, don't do that. I don't care how high they go. Don't do that. Because now people do look at that. And that can be detrimental to your, to, to your, to your person. Mm-hmm. It can, you know, if you're right there and you're just treating somebody totally like crap, other people are going to look at that and say, huh. Ah, well, there it is. Yeah. And that's and it, people do have their good days and bad days, but a lot of times they don't want to talk about that. People just want it to be all fluffy and everything like that. Wasn't there like a video game or something like that that where people were doing, like they did some kind of mister, I don't know what it was, some kind of something that uh, everything was funny and happy and no bad times and and then something like it wore off and everything was just. Everything was just messed up. When there a, a game like that? I was, in, I was listening. I was actually listening to a podcast that had mentioned that.
0: Oh, like Bioshock?
1: I don't know what it is.
0: There's a game called Bioshock, and in the second game, it's like a metropolis world, but it's actually like actually like really fucked up and dark.
1: Oh, it was like a dystopia type
0: It's like su- everything is like super great and perfect, but like underneath everything is like run by like some crazy bitch who's like evil. <laughs> But anyway, what a game! It, it's we're a hour fifty four, and so we gotta put an end to this one too. Well, we, did, we did almost like four hours, man. We did two in a row. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming by. I appreciate you, man. And, thank uh, you. It's been a great show. If you could, for me, real quick, since we're still on the camera, sure. just kind of look at the camera mm-hmm. and just kind of pose a little bit. Yeah. That's All for right. the thumbnail. <laughs> oh, okay. So, let's do it again. Okay. one, two, three. All right. So that way I can cut it up because I'm going to I'm try a new form of thumbnail for this instead of just having the blue with the number, having a face and stuff to it. I think it'll look better. Um, and so I wanted to try that out. But all right. Okay. Um, go ahead and end it now. Thank you again, man.
1: All right. Thanks, Dan.
0: You just listened to the official Bathtub Refinishing Podcast, powered by Bathtub Guys Refinishing. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Feel free to ask any questions or suggest topics for the next episode by following at Bathtub Guys on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. And thanks for listening.